0: (laughs) It has me under your name. (laughs) All right. Invite. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us here on this Friday. Um, Typically, we record on Sundays, but this is my mom. We're doing, we're continuing the, I get it from my mama um, podcast recording, and my mom was not able to join us like we told you before because she was working on some stuff for school. So she was able to reschedule for today. Um, it's a crazy week. And so Janae was not able to join us. She may pop in a little bit later, but um, we typically don't record on Fridays. So thank you, Miss um, Causey for joining us and making the time for us for I, I get it from my mama series. Um, this is Helen and Dylan and I am Coco. And my partner Janae, she may pop in, but may not. Like I've already said, before we get started, just gotta show you my sweatshirt. Good sis, mental health matters. Yams, and then also my cute little earrings. are little black girls, very cute, very cute. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so um, our podcast is a kind of a breakout um, on um, relationships and how, um, traumas and, um, dealing with traumas or undealt with traumas affect our, um, relationships as we continue the journey of life. Um, Janae and I, we've discussed this before, but we have a very unique relationship because we became friends. It was actually a quad of friends that, um, We met up in high school and we kind of still been together um, up until this time. It's been about, I want to say 26 years we've been friends. And so um, there's been a lot of ups and downs, ins and outs, changes, growing, outgrowing, rekindling of friendships. But then we thought it's not just about friendships. It's about other relationships. So we wanted to um, branch out into our siblings and branch out to our parents and parents. other relationships that you may have. So my mama is joining me today. I'm gonna let you go ahead and give us a quick little um, introduction. Tell us who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, my name is Karen Kazi. I'm a 63 year old good looking black woman. I have two daughters. I think you heard from one of them earlier in one of their podcasts. Nicole is my oldest. I uh, I had her when I was in the military. I met her dad. We got married mm, and had a baby a year or so later. Um, I am going back to school. I'm getting my master's in mental health counseling. And that's why I say thumbs up to the sweatshirt. Um, I started back to school when I was 56 and um, thought, oh, I'll just do my bachelor's and that would be it. Get some you know, information under my belt. And I believe God said, no, go on, get your master's. And so I found a, a university here in Austin to attend. And I'm even thinking seriously about getting my PhD. <gasps> okay, and so, so- right now I live in Texas. I used to live in California. Um, I live in Texas now. I work um, at a nonprofit that's a a social service. Um, I do a ministry. I have uh, one I do is for women who have experienced um, abortions and is looking for healing. And my other ministry is helping hurting women and hurting young girls, something that we just kind of started. We've had two conferences already and thinking about um, doing another one, probably 2022. Good stuff clicking. So oh, I'm single. Oh,
0: and she's single. Okay. Now now you guys can kind of see where I get my um, exuberance from. I get it from my mama. <laughs> we're going to take a step back because you were saying that um, you started your bachelor's degree at 56. She, You graduated with your bachelor's and you are now pursuing your master's in mental health counseling. Yes. And then... I remember my mom saying, "I'm not getting my, do- I'm not going for my doctorate. I'm not doing that." And then it kind of transferred into, "If I get my doctor, if the Lord tells me to get my doctorate, I'm gonna get Dr. Karen Kazi on my arm tattoo." She doesn't have tattoos, friends, ladies and gentlemen. My mom does not have any tattoos. Nope. Oh, I'm a virgin. Her- for her to say that she is considering going back to get her doctorate, that's major, 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 major. So that's exciting. And I heard it first here on here. So that the step went from, nah, I would never, to, if God says so, to, ooh, maybe. Possibility. Yes. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Um, so rolling into the next question, which you've already said, it says, what is, the, uh, what is your daughter, the one who? who is interviewing you now what is her birth or her birth rank oh she's and my oldest I, oh i am the eldest um my sister naisha who's been on a previous podcast and you'll probably see her again later on she she we joke all the time because when we go out together we always ask people which one of the sisters is the oldest and um they usually pick her which is funny to me because i have 7 years on my sister um but,
1: and then you have a, you have like me, a baby face. We yes. don't look our age at all. And right. to me, Naisha doesn't either. Right. People say that. I don't know. But we don't right. carry our age at all. Right. And so um, I remember looking at some old pictures when you had Jonathan, your son, your first child, and you look like you were 12 years old. Even though you were young at 17, you looked like you were 12. I thought, oh, my God, no wonder people were looking at us strange. <laughs> <laughs> you let that 12-year-old have a
0: baby? That's crazy. <laughs> so, I also think it's because I am the more – my sister is very outgoing. She's very social. I am, too, to a certain degree. But when I get comfortable in a situation, a social situation, I kind of just let loose. I'm very funny. I, you know, I'm exuberant. I kind of cut loose. Whereas my sister is the same way. She's like I said, she's very social, but she's also a little bit more mature than I. Would you agree with that, mom? Yes, I would. And um,
1: Nicole and I are alike. We we can be very exuberant, and then when we're tired of doing that, we're okay with sitting back and just being in our own company. Yes, that's one of the ways that her and I are a lot alike. Um, I can talk. But when I'm done, I can curl up on the couch with my blanket and be just as content either reading a book or watching TV or doing nothing. And so hey. when, you know, when I was coming up in high school and stuff, and a lot of the girls were like, oh, let's go to the party and stuff. And I'm going, for what? We're going to do it at a party. Didn't want to go. When I went, I was bored. And I was like, when are we going to leave? When are we going to leave? And they're like, we just got here. And I was like, there's nothing to do. And so I really wasn't a party, party person. I kind of just went along with the crowd, with my girlfriends. Yeah, And, um, I, and I've, I think I've always done that. Even when I was in the military, I um, I had a really close friend. And she'd go, come on, Karen. And I was like, oh, I don't want to. She goes, oh, please come. And I would go because she asked. And yeah. so but partying really wasn't my forte. I yeah. could care less. Yeah. And that's kind of my thing, too. Like,
0: I like to go out, but I'm not a big partier. I don't have to go out to have a good time. Um, ironically, um, I moved out here in 2010 with my children and then my mom and my sister moved out a year later. Two uh, years. Two, I'm sorry, two years later. Cause she refused to move to Texas, even if uh, he came down himself and gave her a change of address form. She was not moving to Texas. And then we went home to visit and she said, I need to be where my grandbabies are. So she moved yeah. to Texas, her, my sister and my mom moved to Texas two years later. And, um, my sister would come to the school. I became a teacher out here. She would come up to my school to visit me. And um, she um, met a lot of my coworkers and things. Funny thing is, is that I didn't go out, go out. So, and I, you know, I knew my coworkers because I'd be on campus, you know, hey, and all that stuff. But my sister so cool. became friends with my coworkers before I did. And mind you, I been I was here for two years before she moved out here. And I got to know my coworkers socially outside of work because of my sister.
1: Through, through, your, through Naisha. Sister, so true. Yes. Yeah.
0: And now she is really good friends with a lot of our old co-workers that I worked with for
1: two years before she even moved out here. Yeah, because remember, uh, Felicia said, I've been out here 10 years. You've been out here less than a year and you know more about Austin in this area than I do. She yes. is one. She don't let... Let's say uh, roots grow up under her feet. She goes. Somebody asks her out. She's gone. She, she explores. She goes hiking. She does that um, canoeing. It's all mm-hmm. kind of to me weird stuff. But I like <laughs> that about her. She's different. She's got her own path, and she she goes after it. And and Nicole's the same way. And I I like that the both of them know their path. They'll try you know, with each other doing different things, but they know what path they're on and they, that's where they're going. I, and I love that about both my girls. That's my mom.
0: Um, so let's talk about, you were saying that, uh, you met my father in the military. You were in the military. What um, branch?
1: United States air force. Woo, woo. No,
0: I don't think that's what they do, but okay. Woo, woo. That's my mom's signature thing. Um, you met him in the military and you guys got married and about a year later, um, if there some, some thoughts or things that you can remember surrounding my conception
1: and, and or birth. Okay. We'll talk about, okay. I was, I was stationed in North Dakota. Minot. Mm-hmm. Why not? Minot. freezing not? is a reason. If you've ever been in a poppy habit, it snows like crazy. Um, for like three months out of the year, but it snows. And so the group of people I was hanging out with, they all get married. They all get married. My mom kind of pressured me into marrying him because we were living together. I really did want to get married, but you know, to please my parents somewhat, I did. And then my girlfriends were all having babies. So I said, I got to have a baby too. And so um, I got pregnant. We... Um, I, I think I was eight months pregnant with Nicole and my husband, ex-husband got orders to Colorado. And so I was able to get orders and we were in Colorado Springs. Nicole was born in a blizzard that started December the 1st, 1978 in Colorado Springs. I remember traveling to the hospital because we were living in temporary quarters and we had to go to the Air Force Academy, which was about 20 minutes away. It was snowing so hard. We hit some ice and I'm telling you, we did a 360 spin and I'm hollering, take me back, take me back. I don't want to go. And he's like, we'll make it, we'll make it. And so we, to get onto the Air Force base where he was stationed, it was in the hills. And so trying to get up the hill and my little um, Datsun B210, uh, <laughs> it was, it was a struggle, but we made it. And okay, I'm going to tell you a funny story. So I'm in the hospital and I'm in labor and I'm like, you know, these pains don't hurt. This don't hurt. And there was like three of the ladies in there and they were hollering and screaming. So I was like, oh, maybe that's what you're supposed to do. So I hollered. I went, ah, and the lady said, shut up, Miss Coffee. Ain't nothing wrong with you. I went, okay. It's it was so funny. Big. Anyways, back then it was funny. I got there about, uh, I think maybe four o'clock in the morning. And I had her at 7.15. So I I was
0: born in the winter and I was born during a blizzard in Colorado Springs. Here's a funny thing. I did not know that my parents met in North Dakota. I always thought it was reversed. I thought they met in Colorado Springs, got married, had me there, and then they went to North Dakota um and then from there other things progress but i just found out yeah be like 2 weeks ago that i was apparently conceived in north dakota north dakota and you guys moved to to um colorado yeah but just totally yeah. my life so that's cool but i do like that story that i was born in a blizzard because i am a winter baby um and I just kind of, it just kind of makes, kind of ties it in for me. Like that's something cool. Yeah.
1: And, it, and the thing is both the, her and I are born in December. She's yes. December 2nd and I am December 10th. So she was yes. my birthday present. And a birthday present. Even birthday I, gave present.
0: <laughs> I gave her hives. So yes, me and my, <laughs> yeah. December, December babies, early December babies, which means we're Sagittarius or unless you subscribe to the new, zodiac it's a new one Alka, or whatever i don't know How they we, be making up new crap they just yeah, yeah. sagittarius crap um yes yeah, so we're sagittarius uh that was always cool to me too that me and my mom were like only 8 days apart um 21 years 8 days apart super cool no no 20 I turned 21 20, after i had you 20 years 8 days apart yeah, yes. yeah okay. there we go, there you go, yes. All right, so um, what has been one of the most challenging things about parenting me?
1: So I would say that a lot of things that you did reminded me of myself mm-hmm. and because my life really was, to me, wasn't going the way I wanted it to, the direction. I didn't want you to make those same mistakes. I saw where it put me or where I landed or the direction it sent me in. And I was like, I just don't want her to make the same mistakes. I just don't want her to make the same mistakes. And when I got saved, um, I definitely didn't want her. Like, I didn't want her to marry the wrong person. I didn't want her to have to go through a divorce, anything like that, and the hurt that comes along with it. So those were some of the struggles, trying to make sure she didn't follow in the path that took me down sometimes the wrong road, I guess. Yeah. And so I saw some of that and I was, I was a authoritative, that was my uh, parenting style. And I was, because that's how I was raised. And I was like, you won't do this. And I'll beat it out of you. Or I'll beat it in you. And she was my test, baby. And I was, was always hitting on her and stuff. And so, it's like, you, yes. please, you will do it this way. And she was just like me. Is like, hmm, maybe I will, maybe I won't. And used to frustrate me because that was me. I'd be like, hmm, maybe I will, maybe I won't. And usually was I won't. And that's what she, <laughs> she kept showing this to me. And I was like, damn it, this girl is going to be the end of me.
0: Except for I'm just like her. So you are. it was like looking in a mirror and trying to stop the trajectory of a bullet with your bare hands. It it is what it is. And yeah. uh I remember you saying, I remember you telling me um like way later, I think after I got married and divorced and all that other stuff that there was a time where you said you, you told God, all right, I'm, I'm gonna let go. This is you. I can't control her anymore. I can't control this, which is a, it's a powerful lesson to learn um, as a mother, as a woman, as a human is that I can't control this. I can't control another human. So the one who created you, I'm gonna go ahead and put that into your hands. That's, that's what I'm gonna do. And I feel like at that time, that, at that moment, and I didn't know that till way later, but I feel like when that shifted in you, that led to us being able to be, um, have a more of a friendship as we got, as I got older, as opposed to just mother, daughter, Mm -hmm. uh, or me trying to please you or live for you. It took me a really long time to get past that. Like, I can't live for my mom. That's not the goal in life. I can't live to please her because that's not my, that's not my purpose in life. But the fact that you at the same time or around the same time said, and I can't, I can't change you. I can't control you. I can't protect you from these things just because I want to
1: is, is major. That's, that's powerful. Right. And and so for me that, you know, that same thing, when God said, uh, let me have her. And I was like, no, you know, you might do something I don't want you to do. And what well, What if this happens? And what if this happens? And I remember, so I retired from the post office 27 years. A member a supervisor uh, talked to me and I um, barely talked to this woman and she, black woman, she comes up to me and I'm crying about something. I think I just got the phone to call. And so she said, what's going on with you? And I was telling her, you know, my daughter, I think you had had Jonathan. And, I don't know. And, it was, and I said, she's just not listening to me. And, I'm, and so she goes, Why do you want her to listen to you? I said, I don't want her to make the same mistakes I did. And she said, And so what if she did? How will she know what would happen if she made these choices? I said, But I don't know, because I get it. She goes, She ain't you. <laughs> I said, But she's so much like me. And she kept saying, But she's not you. And I was, and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm crying and I'm just sobbing. And it was like that light bulb came on where God said, let me have her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK. And, and she this woman is a little bit older than me. And she was like, I'm telling you, I had to do the same thing with my daughter. And it hurts. But I'm telling you, if you let her go and allow God to start directing her life, things are going to turn out differently. And so, you know, I it was I took teeny steps, but I was I was trying my best to do it. And there's something that you said about trying to please me mm-hmm. and I always make the wrong decisions anyways, but <laughs> usually that was my first thought, you know, what would they say and and all this kind of stuff. And I, I just, I remember when I finally had to let that go also, that it's not about pleasing them. It's not about pleasing my kids or anybody else. It's about me. So, and I'm str- I'm still trying to get in that box <laughs> about worry about worry about yourself, do things for you. And so um, that is the trajectory that I am on. Is learning more about who Karen is and what she wants to do and stop thinking about, oh, what will my kids think, blah, blah. Because one of the things I I noticed, like when I go out shopping, the first people that come to my mind are my kids. Oh, they would, like this, they might. And they go, no, mom, get it for yourself. Get something for yourself. And I was, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I could. I guess I could. But um, my first thought is usually now always my daughters. Mm-hmm. What they could do, they could use this. Well, so could you. But they really could use it. Yes. And so my mindset, I'm God has shifted me to get off of that page and go, do it for yourself. Yes. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And that's some days I do it, some days I
0: don't. Yeah. And that's good. That's 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 major too because I know that um, you know, you're a single mom raising technically raising five kids um with my my three cousins. Um they became like they were they were my cousins. We grew up together and um, you know, you you just did and you did for the kids. It was it was us first. Our priority was to make right. sure we were taken care of. We didn't really want for anything. Um we were raised in the church um and so it's just kind of second nature. The funny thing is is like I feel like inadvertently I I picked up that same thing from you like I'm the same when I go out I'm like even for Jonathan who's not with he's with that he's still alive guys, but he's not physically with us right now. I still when I go out I think of purchasing stuff for him when right. I go, I automatically purchase stuff for Jasmine or if I'm purchasing something for myself, I get my daughter something too. And so the the um, the legacy of putting our kids first is still in me. But I think because I was able to see you shift a little bit, that it's helping me shift a little bit. Like it's okay to buy yourself some shoes. Right, yeah. You just bought them and some you know, shoes or whatever
1: the case may be. I think that's in a lot of single mothers mm-hmm. that we're trying to make up for the man That's not in our lives any longer. Fathers, your father's husband's or whatever. And so we'll make up for it in buying things. And so uh, still, it's like you kind of win, win, lose, lose. Because they didn't ask for this. Right. I'm going to get it. Because that's what, you know, my mom and dad for me. They're going to get it for me. They're going to get it for me. And so I was like, and um, I was, I, I still say this. I was spoiled as a child. I really was. I didn't want for anything. I got... Just about everything I asked for. And so I wanted my kids to experience that same thing. Was that the right thing to do? Maybe not. I don't know. I, I just mean, uh, I'm good. <laughs> I, I for for both my daughters, and because with you know, the coach doing this interview, I want the best for them. And so I You know, some parents go, I want my kids to be a lawyer, nurse or whatever. And I told them, you do whatever you want to do. And if you're happy doing it, doing it. Don't do like I did, work 27 years on a job just to take care of yourself and your family. Mm -hmm. Because the 27 years, maybe seven of those years were good years for me at the post office. And so I don't think that we should, I think we should try to find a uh, career or profession that we want to do that we're happy with. And I think that might, that's what I'm in about right now, going to get my master's to help people. Uh, I've always, I've always been in that helping mode, but uh, to better help guide them um, along their journey. And I'm t- I've learned so much in this last six years of school. I'm just, it just blows me away at how, God is saying, see, this is what I needed you to learn and get. And I'm still not finished. I got a year and a half still mm-hmm. to go through and that's my internship and practicum and all this, but I'm, this is the first time I've ever been say, you know, with school, I'm glad to be in school. Never thought I would say that because it wasn't a thing for me. And right. so, right. yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, in your 27 years at the post office, it served a purpose. What what I'm learning right now, and it's something that I I talk about with Jonathan, is that um we make our we make choices because we have free will, and we we have to live with the results or the consequences. Consequences are not always a negative thing, but the right. result of our choices. And so, you worked a job for 27 years, but you we were like you said, we were taken care of. We never really wanted for anything you're able to buy a home in California by yourself, put your daughter through college, not a, not a um, state college, a university um, and, you know, help raise your grandson and your granddaughter that's major. And then in the, in the time of your, in the stage of your life, you decided to be obedient and go back to school and get your, you know, bachelor's and pursue your master's. And so, everything for a reason, everything in a season. And this was all part of the journey. Sometimes we veer off because we make a choice and, you know, but then God will always direct us back. He will light the path. So um, I, I appreciate the post office. I appreciate the people you met at the
1: post office because. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I there was met, there's about uh, five, six people that I worked with at the post office that I'm still in contact with. Yeah. And one of them is a dear friend of mine, Dan Sablad. He was there for me. Uh, We worked together for, I'm going to say like 15 years, I think, in the same office. And he, top-notch man. Mm -hmm. Just, he was, he was there. He would listen to me get mad. He would listen to me cry and stuff. And so and he isn't the only one. There's others that I still I'm still in contact with over Facebook. Um, you know, when you put a post and they go, oh, Karen, I'm sorry you're going through this and everything. And but they're there. These really are good friends of mine Yeah. Uh, that I like you said, I am thankful for. And even yeah. the po- I mean, the military, because I was in the military. I was able to use my GI Bill to buy my house in Texas. I mean, in California, and then turn around and bought it almost two years ago here in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so there, there are benefits that I never did see, didn't care about back then when I was younger. It's like, uh, get me out of here. And <laughs> and so, but yeah. And, and you know, I wrote Jonathan a letter today. I got to mail it. And I was sharing with him that same thing. Even though these the, the paths that we ch- you know decide to go on does it lead us to where we want? Don't give up, because that's just a chapter in our lives. Right. And you have so many more chapters. And I believe God is going to use him mightily. Mm-hmm. And so keep going, learn what you can learn uh, while you're there. Because so um maybe just hanging out or sneaking out the window and stuff. Yes. And but one of the things I, I came to understand and realize that God put these young women now at that time young girls in my life for a reason and they felt comfortable and safe at my house even though I was crazy as bad um (laughs) they uh, (laughs) enjoyed being there and spending time at the house Mm -hmm. and um they're like they're they're like my daughters and Mm -hmm. so it's it's I wouldn't go back and change any of that yeah I, I I just wouldn't the experiences what we've learned everything has been for a reason and so yeah yeah Okay. Hold on. Bear with me
0: just a minute, guys. Hold on just a moment. All right. We are back. Um, so we're going to move on to say, and we kind of, we kind of touched on this question a little bit, um, quite quite a bit, actually on a couple of the questions we've been talking about, but it says, um, <laughs> actually, I'm going to back up. What's one of the easiest things about parenting me? Probably none because I am a handful. Let me tell you. <laughs>
1: But you are always friendly. you you've always been a very friendly person. and so um when we would go out and I always had her dress we would call it dress to the night she all, had a match in we had everything going and she would you know people were, oh she's so cute and you know she he, 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 and stuff <laughs> and she would attract people you know towards her and so and she still does that and she doesn't realize it. That's one mm-hmm. of those shortcomings that she doesn't realize. That her personality and her, um, I'm sorry, um, just her presence, that's the word, her presence attracts people. And she'll say, i people coming around because <laughs> they see something in you that they like and they're drawn to that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I was trying to think of something.
0: um that's it (laughs) it's and it's fun it's ironic you say that because um working dealing working with jasmine as she's you know working on her mental health and stuff um i was trying to draw out from her um what is her purpose because you know Mm -hmm. a lot of times you know teenagers specifically they don't know their purpose yet but mostly they're still trying to figure out who they are and what their voice is and she had an opportunity to take some time to think about what her purpose is. And she told me, and, and it wasn't, I wasn't trying to um, implant or influence what her, her um, right. what she was saying. But she said, my purpose is to bring light. And when she said it, it kind of blew me away because, like I said, how many 17 year olds are going to know what their purpose is? Right. Her brother is the same way. When he comes in, his presence brings yeah. light. It brings joy. It brings, uh, it kind of like snuffs out the negativity, um, no matter what the situation is. And I'm just, I just started realizing I that is what I bring as well. Which right. is, it's it's hard to see because I've always, I've felt like probably up until like 10 years ago, I've been overshadowed by other people. Why would anybody want to be around me? Right. Uh Accepting the fact that that is what I bring, that is what my purpose right. is to bring life, to bring laughter, um, and stuff like that. So, um, and
1: that's a big deal. That's one of those aha moments that it takes a lot of times uh, people a lifetime to realize that. Um, and so, like you say, you've just you're coming to realize that her at 17 is a big deal, even mm-hmm. for Jonathan, um, and a lot of the stuff that he's going through. It, it took me. I I must I, I think I was in my 50s mm-hmm. before I realized that because I had all that other stuff sh- overshadowing me and all that, the negative stuff and I was like nobody really likes me because when I was coming up they said you you know you, you're too stern you you don't really you're not really outgoing and stuff but I realized I did when I my friend group I have core friends. I, I I and I was talking to one of them today and um we just you know we t- we laughed we told each other our stories and stuff and I do have a good core group of friends mm-hmm. that I am you know honestly grateful for mm-hmm. and so it's also allowing me to see me mm-hmm. as before I thought if I looked at me I wouldn't like me mm-hmm. And you know what is it that people see, and so, but I'm God is showing me they see like uh, Jasmine the light in you, and um, I'm I can I can honestly say I'm a very compassionate person, and I will I will be there 100 for you. I will go to bat for anybody, especially a hurting woman or hurting young lady or a child. I will go to bat for you as if you are me. You will not disrespect nobody. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. won't do this to this person. And I get on my bandwagon and I get the preaching and hold up my banner for them. <laughs> and the hands. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, no, you can't do this to them. No. Uh-uh. And so, yeah, we both get that. Yeah. Yeah. We I, both have that.
0: That. I, I get that from my mama. So this is really into... Describe a moment when you had a revelation like, oh, yeah, that's my daughter.
1: Oh, gosh. There's so many. (laughs) (sighs) There. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, she parent different than I did. Way different. Because she would let her kids explain and stuff. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. You the mama. Just do this. And so... I think it it was on both of them. Both your kids, you were disciplining them, and I was like, "You didn't do it your regular way. You did it your mama way." I went, "That's my daughter. You get them. You need to let them know who's in charge, and it ain't them. <laughs> you just need to be the mama here." And I just remember, oh, that's, that's my good. daughter. My my other my big one really was when you graduated San Jose State. And you said, "Well, if it takes me 10 years and stuff? I said, does it matter? Do it one class at a time, one year at a time. And your thing was, well, what if Nisha graduates before me? That's not what we count on. We go by, make sure you graduate. Mm-hmm. And so at her ceremony, that was one of my proudest moments. She made it. She she went after it. She was like trudging through the quicksand to get to that finish line. And she did. And yeah, both your kids were there. We were there, our, your friends. It. It. I was, I was. my heart was like this. That's my baby. That's my baby. Because I used to do that when you, you guys used to perform at church, not perform, but do stuff at church. And I go, that's my child. That's my child. <laughs> and that's how I felt at your graduation. You did this. You did mm-hmm. this. Yes, that's
0: my baby. And I dedicated that to my mom and my kids. Because, yep. Yes, it is. Ooh, gracious! And then, in, I mean, I went, I went to went to college right out of high school, which was um, kind of a big deal because I was a teen parent. Um, but got kicked out because my grades were low. Kept trying to get back in. Took a sabbatical. Got married. Had another kid. But you know, went through some you know some up and down in there, and went back to school. So all in all, from the time that I graduated high school, from the time I graduated college, it was about twelve years, years.
1: Ten.
0: Ten, but was yeah, ten. ten years. And I finished because, um, like, my mom, when she starts something, she wants to finish it. Not, and I get that from her. Like, it was unfinished, and so even now, like, I I applied for um, graduate school. Uh, my best friend Janae, she got her master's. Whoop whoop! Shout out to Janae. Whoop whoop. And it's it's still unfinished. I was I had to take a break because uh, it was just too much going on right now. But it's something that's unfinished. And that's something that I learned from my mom. It's unfinished. It needs to be finished.
1: It, yeah, is, it doesn't have to end right there. Right. Um, we can take a break. Right. But it's something that we truly want. We press on. Right. And that is something that, that the both of us have. Because I remember when I had my knee surgery and I thought I could go back. Um, right after the surgery and I was in so much pain and stuff. I just couldn't do it. So I had to take a semester off. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that next semester came around, I was back in class again. I was still hurting, still limping and stuff. But I was like, "Uh uh-uh, this ain't going to stop me. And I have that uh, in me. If I go after it, ain't nothing going to stop me. Right. Not even me. Right. And so um, I told them. When I, when I graduated in my bachelor's program, um, I wasn't able to do the ceremony because miscommunication. But I said, when I get my master's, we're going to be there and I'm going to walk that stage. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. That's what I'm going to do. And so um, and these are things and I can honestly say the reason one of the other reasons I went ahead and got my bachelor's because both my daughters did. I made, I made them do it. I made them, I told them that you don't have a choice. I would pay, I would help you through this. And I saw that they did it. They got their diplomas and they, you know, they got them. I think they got them um, framed and stuff. I got mine framed in my room. Um, but um, to, if you see something that you want go after it and don't mm-hmm. let anything get in your way, it might slow you down but keep going. And yeah. one of my grandson, he says, Grandma, there's, pe- there's guys in here that are your age and they ain't doing nothing and you're going back to school and you're doing, he goes, I am so proud of you. And I go, thank you. He goes, no, no, I'm proud of you. And I, and so to me, right now, it's not a big deal because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing like one semester at a time, one class at a time. I think when I walk that stage, it's going to be a big deal. Huge. For me. It's
0: and, huge. And, We'll be sitting in a stand talking
1: about, that's my mama! Yeah! That's right,
0: that's right, that's right. We're going to embarrass her so good. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay, so um, does, so you described your parenting style previously with me. Oh, yeah. Born seven years um, on my sister. My parenting, your parenting style was authoritative. Yeah. Which I kind of feel like I was too, uh, with Jonathan when he was younger, a lot of my friends, it's really funny. A lot of my friends would make fun of me because I was so hard on him. Like I used, I I would he, Really? He
1: would,
0: yeah. Like I I I beat Jonathan's, butt when he was little, little because I was so determined, so hell bent on us not being more of a statistic than we were, or more of a stereotype than we were. Yes. Yeah. So I I I I whooped Jonathan a lot. My degree is child and adolescent development. And so while I was getting my degree, I was learning that um, there's there's a reason for everything, not just with children, but like there's a reason for stuff. Once you find a reason or the underlining cause, then you can treat it. Then you can work on it. Then you can change behaviors if you need to, or foster the the behaviors that are there that you want to continue. So I would punish my kids not, I wouldn't whip them all the time, especially not my daughter because we we know them second borns them babies, oh lord Jesus they sensitive. Um but uh I did allow Jonathan when he got older to explain why he did what he did or what he was thinking because I need to know how to change that behavior. It's one thing to punish but to correct, that's where what I learned from going to school and things like that. Right. So, and that's the
1: difference.
0: Yes. The correcting Right. And the generation, even the generation of the chi- of the children, Jasmine is not the same as the same generation as Jonathan. Right. Uh,
1: Jonathan
0: is not the same generation as Naisha. Naisha is not the same generation as me. And so as uh, we progress through the journey of life, things change. They're not our kid. My kids are not growing up in the same world that I grew up in or that you grew up in. Right. Um, but even with that, nothing is new under the sun. It's about the way that we de- we deliver, the way that right. we
1: um, we handle the situation. Right?
0: Yes. Communicate and and yeah. uh, their growth and stuff. So with me, you said authoritarian. Do you think that your uh, parenting style changed with your with your second born? Oh heck yeah! Or, or even with the other kids, like my cousins that grew up because there's a, a nice little range. Like mm-hmm. my cousin, we we're, we're one year apart, um, and then we have the Two middle ones, and then Aisha was the, ba- is the baby. Right. But
1: like, we're pretty much all in the same little cluster. Um, but there, I I think my my uh, parenting style changed because Naisha was to- she was totally different. Mm-hmm. I could just look at her or say a word and she'd cry. I couldn't even get the belt off fast enough with her, and I'm like, "What are you crying for? I haven't even I haven't even spanked you or hit you," and she would just start crying and stuff, and so. I had to find out <laughs> really how to parent her because I didn't, I didn't understand that mm-hmm. because again, I was raised, you do it because I said, do it. I'm the mama and that's it. Mm-hmm. And um, she would, you know, she didn't get in trouble much, but when she did, you know, she was already crying when she walked through the door and I'm just like, geez, you know, come on. And so I, I got more lenient. And then when the grandkids came along, I got even more lenient. And so, you know, they, the saying is, when your, grand, your grandkids, you get a second chance at, at parenting. And it, mm-hmm. it, it really is true. Because I, I told Nicole, I said, um, if she don't eat ham, why are you going to make ham? You're you wasting money. Whereas when they were coming up, you ate whatever we put on your plate. It yep. was no discussion. And you yep. sit there. And so, but now I realize, what's the point? You're, you're trying to force this child to do something that they don't want to do or they don't like or eat. What's the, why? Right. And it's really for the parents to show who's in charge. That's really, mm-hmm. it, it was that authority thing. I'm, I'm over you and blah, blah, Over a little kid? What, what does that mean? And so I've become way, way more lenient. Um, even with um, uh, my Nicole's cousin's kids. Don't. Don't yell at them like that. Yes, you shouldn't yes. dee, 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 dee. Same thing I did with them. I'm like, don't do that to these kids. Right, you're, right. you're hurting them. You're messing with their minds. And we can't do that. And, and they so, go, what happened to you? Right. Why are right. you? Where's, where's my mom?
0: Yeah. And, and, it and just, so you know that as a grandparent, there, there's a, there's a, um, not a stigma, but a stereotype of grandparents, they're going to be more lenient on the grandkids. Oh, yeah. Ever. I always tell people, my mom is not a typical grandmother because you kind, you grandparent similar to the way that you parented. It's a little bit softer, but, like, there's still that underline. It's yeah. like that, that Karen cozzi
1: comes out a little bit.
0: And yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and, and so, and with that, because, again... Respect. Yeah, I'm the mom. I'm the grandma. You can't talk to me any kind. Love you to death. I would do anything. you just can't come at me sideways or thinking it's okay. I'm. I. 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 No. No. And so there still are those areas that God is working on me um, that um, I need to get. And maybe I'll get them with my great grandkids. I don't know. But my. my one of the things that, you know, we was raised with was you respect your elders. Mm-hmm. And when, anytime I see a child disrespecting their parent, oh my gosh, I go cuckoo crazy. It's like, what? You're going to let your child talk to you that way. You're going to put that baby in check. And they're like, what? And I'm like, you didn't hear what?
0: And so Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, my sister is seven years younger than me. She was, I was made of thick skin because I got, I got whooped. Now, mind you, I was undiagnosed ADHD and we didn't know what that was back in the day. And the oh medication God. for Bad. that was a belt. I was, I was very hyperactive. Out, hyperactive, super, super impulsive, super impulsive. My sister, polar opposite. She was very methodical and logical, man yeah. stuff out. She was a thinker. She was quiet until she didn't have to be. Yeah. um, But this girl would come in and talk back and sass my mom. And I looked like, oh, it's going to go down. And nothing, not a doggone thing, went down. And I was just like, I wanted to go up and like fill my mom's forehead. (laughs) That was disrespectful. So I was just like, this is so unfair. Oh my. (laughs) I don't even know. You don't know. She cut. Now my sister's gotten a lot better. Let me tell you. And it's been within the last year or two. Um, she she's gotten a lot better. But before she could cuss, she could cuss so bad that a sailor
1: would blush. And so, and just so like that's, that's Naisha. Like what? And that's just how I was in my twenties, in my early early thirties. Yeah. I remember when I had my gallbladder surgery and a friend of mine bought me a card. Oop, and they said, when they opened you up and it showed all these cuss words coming out. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I think every other word, every third word out my mouth was a cuss word. And that's just that was my language. And so when okay. when my when my youngest started doing, I was like, dang, girl. And she <laughs> uses those well fuck you and fuck yeah yeah fuck and, you and, you and, you and, and i'm fuck just like yeah why because you're intelligent Why are you why are you reverting back to those i would call them ghetto words, the primitive you words you have just, to yeah but and, and like nicole said she is learning she has curved it back some and, I, and i'm proud of her for doing that yeah and, and so yeah i and i remember that because i i i honestly would think like if i ever treated her. Like I treated you or raised you, she ran away. She'd run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. And I would probably be up on charges. Why you do this to your child and stuff. And nothing I didn't do to the other one. That ain't good enough. <laughs> and so I was, I would let her do that. It was more protection of myself somewhat. Mm. And then also trying to figure out how do I discipline this child or correct her without having to hear her cry. It's a bug me. Not about that dang on crying? I, I didn't even anything. do anything yet. But she's been like that from a baby. Mm-hmm. She, when she would cry, she'd cry for one hour, one hour. We'd put her in the room. And I mean, they said, you know, put the babies in the room and blah, blah. That didn't work. I, I, you know, I said, I can see why some mothers throw their babies against the wall yeah. and shake it. Cause she used to, oh my God. She worked the nerve. Yes. The nerve. My last nerve. Yeah. And it was on the string end. not just the whoo, whoo. She a lot. She a lot. And here's a kicker.
0: My son, Jonathan, he's my firstborn. He's a lot like me. Um, and he he was a stubborn. He, You know, he's the guinea pig child. Right. And then Jasmine, she, Jasmine and Jonathan have seven years difference between them. Like my sister and I, um, Jasmine, if you, if I did not physically push that child out of my womb, you would think that that is my sister's child. She so is almost so to the T exactly like yeah. my sister. So same thing. I could just look at her, or yeah. word, and that that's it. That's all I needed. Or there, <laughs> I remember when uh, Jasmine cut school. I think as a freshman or a sophomore. She cut school and walked she over to the, the
1: told grocery you.
0: store and came back and she got caught. And she called my sister and was like, auntie, I, I got caught cutting. And I don't know what to do. She was so scared. And, you know, Naisha, she's an auntie. She's cool auntie. She's like, oh, okay. You need to, you know, it's all good. It's okay. Jasmine was devastated that she did it. And then also that she got caught. She was in trouble. Well before Naisha could even call me and tell me to give me a heads up, Jasmine had already called me and told on herself. Yeah. <laughs> remember that it was funny because jasmine is she is the she is the essence of sweetness like she is the goodness of me jonathan is that 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 mischievous jonathan's my mischievousness. Yeah, yeah. we are we are so similar in that way but jasmine is she's like just sweetness and so they they're so they're so similar
1: it's yeah, so they they are a, a lot alike we yes. even played a joke on her one time and told her that you're old enough now to understand. And so we have something to share with you. Auntie <laughs> Naisha is really your mom. She goes, are you my mom? <laughs> it makes me laugh. It's so funny. It's a, it's a, what?
0: There's so much like, it's so much. Yeah, of- and,
1: and she will call on her auntie. Whenever, you know, she needs to talk. Or, yeah. you know, I tell her, call your auntie. I, yeah, I, I, I oh, can't no. handle you. Yeah. I have to tell mm. you. And so mm. call her. <laughs> And then I used to tell me, you need to be this way. You need, you know. And I was like, yeah, but after a while, I can't. It's just like you again. And yeah, she's you like, know. you can do it, mom. And I was just like, yeah, I guess I can. <laughs> it's a challenge. It's a
0: challenge. But we have worked through it it's it's been really cool to see um even inadvertently i feel like we my parenting style is was similar to your is similar to yours because with the first one guinea pig you know you hard yeah. um for whatever the reason behind it was but then the second one you live and you learn but also not every child is the same and you can't right. Same for everyone, and as a child, you don't realize that until you get older and be like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naisha, like you beat me. And Naisha didn't do the mischievous stuff, or was impulsive or hyperactive, like I was. Why would you have to, you know? So, there's all those things that play a factor
1: into your parenting styles, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because just like Jasmine is always up under you, Nisha was always up under me. Yes. I couldn't yep. go nowhere without her going with me. And I just thought, dang, she was always with me. Always. And um it was just, it was really odd. I was like, I remember one time I told Nicole, take your sister with you. And she was mad. She did Nisha cut up or something. I go, okay, you don't have to take her no more. She's like, thank you. And now we're we're, I mean.
0: I love hanging out with my sister. It's so much fun. She's so charismatic. She's such a people person. Like, it's, if you would have told me when I was younger that me and Aisha would be so close, that we would be friends, yeah. I'd have been like, you's a lie. <laughs> I not like her.
1: Right, if yeah.
0: She'll never stop crying. she tell on me. She wrote my, here's a good story, and we're going to wrap this up. Here's a good story. So, I was very, very mischievous, very I wouldn't say promiscuous, but I was sexually active early. You Hence, pushed the envelope. I pushed. Push the envelope. Um, I pushed it. I opened it. Pushed it. Scattered all the contents out. <laughs> That's What I did. Yes. So I was sexually active. I had boys over the house when I wasn't supposed to. Um, which you know, karma comes around seventy times seventy. My son did the same thing back to me that I did to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep. So. My sister wrote my mom a, le- a very well-written, eloquent letter that apparently was from the heart, telling my mom all my business, <laughs> ratted me out. Dear mom, I'm concerned. I think she was left, maybe 10, nine or 10. Yeah. I am concerned for Coco's well-being. She um, has had boys sneak into the house at <laughs> excuse my French. never I used to, wrote a letter out to my mom folded it put it in an envelope it was a bills envelope too that was the best the one with the little window in it gave it to my I wanted to
1: murder
0: oh my yeah, gosh she talked
1: about your friends too yeah oh busted over. them all out just <laughs> but she was what? concerned for you guys
0: yeah that's what it was and the funny thing is she probably really was concerned i don't think that she was doing it to get me in trouble yeah like that was but still get you some business <laughs> go read you a book or watch you some some tv <laughs> why are you all up in my mix i'm concerned for coco's well-being shut up shut up <laughs> play with your friend next door oh my god <laughs> love her love you naisha okay so last question Having the parenting wisdom you have, that you have today, the parenting wisdom, the experience that you have today, would you have done anything different back then?
1: If I knew now what I knew then?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I would have did things different. No, if you
0: knew then what you know now.
1: If I knew then what I, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And this is the reason. So, you know, and in the, in the Bible it says it when you know better to do better. Yes. So when I was raising you as a single mom, only thing I had to go on was how I was raised. And so that's mm-hmm. what I did it with, which wasn't much. If I had the ammunition, the knowledge of what I have now, oh yeah, things would have been, I most certainly would have been really different. Mm-hmm. But I also think they, they went the way they were supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I like, I, like I said, if I could go back and change things or whatever, would I? Not really, because I have yeah. learned a lot. And it has made us what we are today. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, and I and I like who we are today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't know how it would have come out. I think this is just the way, this is how it was supposed to come out. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't, we would, we would have hindsight. We would know mm-hmm. automatically. And right. we don't. So we go by what we know at that point. And so, um, yeah, I would change some things, but I also know that I, I do believe that things turn out the way that they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it has been good. It's not over for either one of us. We still have a lot. I do believe God's going to bring you a good husband, and he's going to bring me one, too.
0: Hey, are you my daddy? Are you my daddy? Are you my daddy? No? Okay. I can't wait, Daddy. Can I get $20? Yeah, <laughs> I'm claiming that one, mom. I'm claiming that one for both of us. Hallelujah. Okay, and then coop, you coop. pass the plate, yes, ma'am. Well, it has been a pleasure. Um, there was a time where we could not have done this, mainly in my
1: teens. My mom could not stand me. Oh, I sure couldn't. Oh, I my god, I really didn't think you were gonna live. To twenty what? Because I told your doctor, I'm gonna kill her. <laughs> I'm gonna kill her. I'll be sitting in jail because I'm. She just she challenged me, and she just did whatever she wanted. She she drew the line and stepped over the line and drew another line. I'm just like, my God, if this doesn't remind me of me, oh my gosh, I'm gonna kill her. I I just I didn't like her. She just and I remember so this last. When she was, she was pregnant and my best girlfriend at the time, Sarah, uh, well, my best girlfriend, she were, we were going out to dinner and she said, um, you want to go get Nicole? I said, no, she never wants to go. Every time I asked her, she says, no, she said, call her anyways. So I did. And she said, yeah, I was shocked. So my <laughs> girlfriend turns the car around. We drive back to my house and get Nicole and we had a good time out and it was, I was wanting to tell her, I don't know if I did, you know, see, this is what you've been missing out on. You know, we I'm not a fuddy duddy. I have, and I knew how to have a good time, but we, it was one of those moments where um, it was, my friend was saying, don't ever give up on your kids. She mm-hmm. was younger mm-hmm. than me. And mm-hmm. I, I just remembered that don't give up on anyone, especially your kids. Mm-hmm. You what they're going through, what they might be. They're not talking to us, but I know they're going to get through this. And mm-hmm. that right there reminded me, yeah, we don't give up on our kids because they're still growing. They're still learning just like we are. And we never know what's going to come out of this. And so, yeah. yeah, And
0: I, and that's a blessing because, I mean, I had that teenage angst, but I was also hormonal because I was pregnant at 16. Yeah. So. But there were people like that, in our lives that prayed us through not, not just me, but you as well, like to fortify you because it's hard. First, it's hard to be a parent. It's hard to be a mother. It's hard to be a single mother.
1: Yeah.
0: And then we were, we're, we were all teenagers once, but it's just that you, you kind of forget that angst that you go through. You don't know why I want to be around you. And it wasn't like, I don't want to be my mom. She's not cool. It was just, I don't want to be around my mom. I don't know why. I just don't like right. Yeah. It, I just I just don't. I just and so um, shout out to Miss Sarah. You always looking out for us. I got my holy panties on. So I'm- <laughs> well, actually, they were. I I cut up a little bit. Sorry. And even to uh, Miss Brooks, they 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 prayed to yeah. Miss Paulette. All, so there's been a lot of um, and even with Naisha's generation, especially coming up in the church and having. You know, those women pour into her. So it it does take a village. My mom is one of, if not the strongest woman I know, person that I know. um, I She drives me crazy, though, y'all. Like, can you read a sign? my job. Can you read a sign? It literally says, shh, I'm recording. Yes, they can hear you. Please don't come in. And she will literally
1: (laughs) walk in the door and say, are you recording? (laughs) <laughs> no, and this is the reason why she leaves that sign up all the time. So I don't know if it's true or not. And so I'm like, don't come in, or come in my room while I'm snoring. And it? it's, are you awake?
0: Are you are you in class? Are you teaching right now? Are you teaching right now? Yep, here's all my students. Yep, can't talk right now. I'm in a meet. In a meeting with my boss. Can't. Yeah, that's what. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's funny. Okay. It's funny.
0: Yeah. It's good times guys. Good times. Good times.
1: I would uh, change a bit.
0: Me either. Not one little bit. Yeah. And I, and I am grateful for the woman, the mother, the person you are, the, the child of God that you are, because it made me who I am. And I, and I never thought I'd be able to say that, but I'm proud of the person that you've raised. I'm proud of the person that I am. And I'm and I'm grateful for the stuff that we went through because it got us here. And right. here it's gonna it's gonna be even more blessed. It will increase. So um, I wouldn't change anything either because it made me who I am. It made our relationship what it is, which is a major blessing. Consider she didn't like me, y'all. <laughs> she got off of me a couple times. She didn't like Aisha had it had a had a whole little plan that was gonna get rid of me. And bury me in the backyard by the... Cher- right.
1: My backyard wasn't big enough. By the cherry tree, mom. Well, I, I, oh, Bellingham. Yeah, oh, Bellingham. Yeah.
0: I'm just saying. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yes.
1: Thank God for God. Woo! woo. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you, mama, for joining
0: joining us today on our podcast. It has been a pleasure. Thanks for having
1: me. Yeah. This was so cool. Thank this is fun. This was fun. Yeah. is fun. Um, is this better when I was than when I was recording my thing typically we do a um an after show,
0: but I'm not very tech savvy on this. I'm hoping Janae can kind of uh edit this a little bit. But y'all, so I helped her last week to do a 60 second, 60 second. What does that translate to one minute? Uh, It didn't have to be a full one minute, but just tops one minute snippet on a club, an organization that she's part of the black student association at her school to say why she joined it. She She practiced the script. She couldn't get the script. We went off script. We went back to the script. We recorded on this media, we recorded on that media. We recorded on here. Why did you join the Black Student Association? Hi, my name is Oh, take two. Hi, my name is Kazi Karen. Oh, take three. You don't know your name?
1: <laughs> I, so the uh, when I sent it, the, uh, the girl said, this was very good. It was the last one for the month, for Black History Month. So one of my professors, uh, she saw it, but she sent me and my friend, cause she did it also, uh uh email and said you guys did a good job and so i emailed her back and i said after the hundredth take for a 60 minutes 60, 60 seconds, seconds. <sighs> <laughs> and then my friend said it took me about a hundred times <laughs> i let don't me tell know you about these is.
0: boomers y'all let me tell you about i these- don't
1: know what okay. it is i was just i was like uh a mental health program count cal- I could not. She, could, she couldn't get her, the program she's in, she can say it all the
0: time, but just so happened when the little light is on, on the camera, I was like,
1: what? And, and I would go, uh, two hours. Uh, when I started back at school at 55, mm. I was like, who talks like? 55? 50- what? Why are you confused? You don't remember? <laughs> oh, no, that was funny.
0: That was one of those moments. I wanted them to get out my, and then my daughter had to come in and help, and she was getting frustrated. I was just like, "It's just my set. This is my sat my, my Sunday, just lounge And <laughs> we two hours to record." It was fun times. Seven, fun times. Second
1: snippet. Fun times. Mom. You know, it was fun times. It was fun. After all then it was fun. It was funny. Yeah,
0: yeah and she got kudos so you know I'm all
1: but well, thank you again for allowing me to come on your podcast and speak on our relationship it was fun yeah. it was fun thanks for invite kudos. me back <laughs> yeah. oh oh we got some more coming we got some more coming about the church put the put the word out there single black woman seeking looking for a daddy for my mama okay uh-huh. Yes. in texas
0: in Texas. Not, or if not you're, moving, if you're willing moving. to relocate. She said she would never move to Texas. We don't know. She might not. She may move somewhere else. No, nah, I don't
1: think so.
0: Listen, listen, listen. Maybe Hawaii. Mama, it's expensive there. <laughs> she over here trying to get a vacation and a husband. Calm okay. down. Okay. okay.
1: All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Oh, yeah. How to do it? Oh, there it is.